We got the team that's on the beam and really hep to the jive. Come on, pukers, eat them alive! Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Chris Field. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Parker Clayer. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And Alex Sennard. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Frank and Beans. And we watched Sorority Row, uh, a good slasher, which you don't get very often these days. Or any God. days. God, I hope I'm Beans. <laughs> <laughs> Were you guys ever in a sorority? I think they'd let me in the fucking door, man. Come on. <laughs> you got locked outside like the like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they all went in the cool kids' room, which is apparently the whole house. It was kind of weird. Yeah, and you lay down on a bridge to protest. Okay, uh, before we get into this future classic, Parker, do we have any news? Only one piece of news that really matters to me that I'm sure you both are well aware of. Guys, the director's cut of Rocky Four. What? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> that is the like, worst thing that happened all week in the terms of movies. Like the just the sentence the director's cut of Rocky Four existing is funny enough, but the <laughs> fact that he's tripled down three times, like I don't like the robot. I'm like, please, Sly, keep the robot. <laughs> no, he's going in the junkyard. It's <laughs> so fucking funny. It's, it's real powerful. However, I also hate the balls energy. <laughs> the seven-year-old man being like. Nah, I don't want the robot in my movie. Like, that's I, the one thing that needs to be trimmed. The thing I people think, are explicitly asking for is... Nah. <laughs> I think the talking robot makes Rocky Four a little bit ridiculous. Don't you agree? <laughs> like, there are times I'm like, did I ever see Rocky Four? And then I Google it, and then it auto-completes the robot. I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen Rocky Four. <laughs> that's the only way I it. That's how I distinguish it from the Rocky sequels. <laughs> I think it's the like, best what? part about it is it's fucking Polly who deals with the robot for most of the movie. <laughs> I mean, because it's like, is Rocky three the one with Trago? Is it fun? I mean, they can't keep these fucking sequels straight. I've seen them in the capacity of like, oh, well, they're going to air five of them in a row on TNT today because it's Memorial Day or some shit. Like, right, I don't know yeah. which one's which. Even I haven't seen two and three or five this- or... Oh, the secret a diabolical mistake you've made. <laughs> the secret to keeping the Rocky movies straight is just remembering that two exists. Because I always forget, and therefore I think Mr. T's in two and, Dra- and Drago's in three. And that's, that was very that's wrong. A fair point, yeah. He just yeah. that that movie is just such a wet fart. Yeah, Rocky two is basically like the Halloween two. You know, it's like another one with a guy. So, uh, well, that's all the news that happened in cinema this week. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to fucking talk about it, man. I don't. I already, I already wrote everything I want to say about exactly. it. Exactly. So. You wrote something that was very well written and beautiful. And do you want to hear my voice say anything about this? <laughs> Let's be fucking honest, dude. Let's get to our jerks of the week. You guys might as well go first. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> Alex, did you think of one? I sure did, buddy. Bring it. My jerk of the week is Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> so here's the thing. 
you know, all our data is being stolen at all times. Well-known fact. They're just catering all these ads to us. They're trying to make sure we get exactly what we want by spying on us. And you'd think they'd be pretty good at it by now, because they've been doing it for a while. But the other day, I log on Facebook, and I see this. Suggested group. Karen's gone wild. 32k members. 90 posts a day. Private group. Popular with people interested in Sean King. Absolutely go fuck yourself, Facebook. What did I do to deserve this? Fix your fucking algorithm. Spy on me better. This is horseshit. I do so not deserve Facebook to be insulted like this. And you're proud of this. I don't even use Facebook. I'm on like once a week. Yeah, I mean, you're on enough to have a big interest in Sean King. Evidently. Yeah. Hey, friend of the show. Uh, my journey, I almost didn't have one until... Late breaking news came across my desk, in which uh, the uh, writer of all the Bill and Ted movies, who also wrote Now You See Me, was doing an AMA on Reddit, and someone sent me a screen cap in which someone asked, why wasn't Now You See Me Too called Now You Don't? To which he responded, that was my idea, but marketing people said no. The absolute (laughs) nerve to just whiff on that fucking home run makes me so mad. That's that's like almost as good as the second story. That's it is like yeah. I've never seen either of those. Please don't use Uh-oh. that against me. But Uh-oh. like, Uh-oh. how do how do you fuck that up so bad? If now you see me too was called now you don't, I would have seen it just like out of respect. Like, well, damn, I got I got at least give it a shot. Fucking addicts, marketing execs, man, just the worst. Shout okay. out Sean King from this show. Oh, yeah. My joke of the week is Sean King, who found himself in trouble again, but not the good kind like you want. No. Um, hey, he I lost know. his job to Brad Johnson again. <laughs> I keep thinking... Okay, anyway. So, <laughs> I got woken up at fucking 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I am trying desperately to get my much-needed beauty sleep. And I get a call from fucking Cleveland about a ticket I opened days ago that was... Fixed, addressed, closed, whatever. Then someone reopened it under my cell phone for reasons that escape me. And I get woken up about this and now I can't go back to sleep. So I have been awake for a very long time. Uh, Not running a whole lot of sleep over here. So my jerk of the week is everyone who's ever lived in Cleveland. Um, That's fair. They've had it coming. Yeah, they certainly do. Okay. Let's talk about what we watched recently. Parker, one of the most true things I've ever said in my life is you are genuinely one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Uh, I and some I people go way different direction. <laughs> <laughs> some people are just funny. They, they, they are just everything they say, everything they do is just funny. I think maybe it's exhausting to always be on like that, but some people it just comes naturally to them. I think you're one of them. Another person I consider in that same vein is Johnny Knoxville. There's just everything he says and does is funny. I wish his movies were the same way. Because uh, Jack has movies, oh, those are really good. I'm not going to watch Bad Grandpa. But uh, I'm not going to watch The Dukes really? of Hazzard either. And I already really? saw... I and I already saw Polar, so you can't double dip. But uh, I decided, oh, I'll watch Action Point. Apparently, that's where he suffered the most injuries, uh, and it's it's based on Action Park. You know, wow, that this should be a really really good movie. It's not. It's not very good. It's not terrible. It's just 
it, it doesn't work in the same vein as Jackass. And he's got Chris Pontius there, who uh, turns out it's kind of a weird dude. In case you guys didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to choose to believe that that's not true. <laughs> so you see the injuries that he suffered in the movie. They don't look very good. At the, at the end of one of them, uh, towards the credits, the bloopers, so to speak, he's just laying on the ground with paramedics around him and everyone's got their hands over their mouths. That's not funny. It's funnier when you have all your friends around you kind of laughing about it. It's sort of funnier when you're doing it in real life. That's the reason Jackass works. That's the reason that the Tom Green show works. That's why the transition of Freddy Got Fingered got a really poor reception. Same thing with Action Point. It's not really that funny when you're doing it and it's like scripted. He falls off the slide and hurts his face and his eyeball pops out. Poor fucker. Um... Honestly, I can't really recommend the movie. Uh, it's a shame because I, I think that in addition to being funny, Johnny Knoxville is a pretty good actor, but it doesn't work. But there is good news. I bumped backwards, ass over tea kettle, into Class Action Park, my favorite movie of the year. Uh, Parker, I know you saw it. Alex, have you seen Class Action Park yet? It's sitting on my hard drive. I'll probably get to it like Thursday. But... Oh. Parker, how much should we tell him? <laughs> it's... <sighs> I will use restraint, but my god. I Just, can't Chris, guarantee how much restraint I use. What's the first thing they show you when they introduce the park? There's a highway running through the park. <laughs> so cool. The second thing they show you is that, like, kamikaze loop-de-loop that they have. <laughs> We get a whole behind the scenes of like, yeah, we just kept building it, we kept throwing mannequins down it, they just come out missing arms and heads and shit, so we had to keep readjusting it. <laughs> There's so many things there, some of the interviewees are Action Park survivors, which is a really good way to describe them. <laughs> uh, there's a cameo appearance by the Orange Man. Speaking of Orange Man, Parker, again, I can't stop thinking about the orange spray. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of injuries in this and a lot of... Uh, severe injuries shall we say but the orange spray is what made me get up and almost leave the room it is 90 minutes of horror stories <laughs> it's so good now the structure of the movie basically follows like the first hour is man i kind of want to go to action park like the the marketing really works one guy who says it uh who i think it was in the navy or something said there are two places where a civilian can experience nine g's one is in the back seat of an f-14 the other is at action park at that point, I got my swimsuit on, I got, like, my inflatable rubber tube and everything, I got a blanket, I am going right over there. Uh, but then the uh, last 20 minutes of the movie happens, and I would recommend not attending Action Park. <laughs> it's, you know, most documentaries don't really follow a structure, it's just like, here's this thing that you should care about, please donate here to this URL. But this one follows the structure of the old adage, it's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. You will be thinking about this movie for a long time. Now, Alex, I'm sure you know the stories about Action Park, right? Buddy, do I. Action Park fucking rules. Yeah, so here's the reason why you should watch it, because most of you would be like, oh, I've heard of this story before, I've seen it on the Wikipedia and stuff like that. Those were all rumors. Now they're actually confirmed by survivors, by people who work there, and there are some stories I bet dollars to don'ts that you haven't heard, and it's just... Part of it is the structure parker motor world <laughs> it's like to go through all these insane unsafe water rides and be like hey guys check this shit out we have go-karts right next to the beer tent <laughs> so 
These fucking like seventeen year olds are just getting absolutely plastered during Oktoberfest, <laughs> and they're just hopping on go karts that go sixty miles an hour. Now there there are a bunch of different names for obviously class action park is one traction park accident park. Uh, my favorite that I came up with is Till Death Do Us Park. Uh, <laughs> nice. It's impossible to not think the large child collider. The entire park is the goon zipline that, that murders children. One of the commercials that they filmed in the 80s is just like, are you bad enough for Action Park? And it's just this slide down this hill where three kids go off on blankets and they just disappear to the wild blue yonder. They got meteor smashed off the stage. So like the ones of the tubes are like, oh yeah, the tubes just get stuck all the time, and you just see old camcorder footage like this tube stuck, and then one come roaring in like a fucking runaway train and just going over the top of them. <laughs> the wave pool. How do you want to be to be the second motherfucker who dies at the wave pool? <laughs> you should never say the phrase wave pool deaths, plural, <laughs> and yet. Can you imagine being the kid who's just like, all right, haven't smashed my head on rocks, haven't drowned yet? No, he's the guy who got electrocuted. I want the oral history of the guy who got into the tank bumper cars that shoot (laughs) ping pong balls out and then just brought a bunch of kerosene and shot flaming (laughs) tennis balls at other tanks. So, I, so Alex, what we're so saying is somehow this edged out bloodshot. Just take my word on so it. so good. I uh, want to go all so right, badly. All right. <laughs> I love that they have all these testimonies where people work there. I was like, oh, yeah, there was like double-digit injuries every single day. And yeah, if it was it, a weekend, it was easily 100. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. They had like thousands of injuries. And, boy, we have not told you even half of what happens <laughs> at Action Park. So that was just like a montage of just like digging up all these old like family videos that people recorded of just near catastrophe. I thought it was going to a water park, not air park. Like there's certain points like it's like it's gonna turn into the footage from the Twilight Zone movie. We're like, oh fuck, it's gonna happen right there, dude. Put freeze frame it. Alright. Jumping off that cliff, dude. There's people I loved it so much. I, if they put that on fucking DVD, I'm going to buy it. It's going to be the first documentary in history to make a profit. <laughs> okay, well, back on a more serious note. There's been a lot of racial strife in this nation, and oh, no. we don't like to get too political on this well. podcast. But uh, I decided that I would watch a movie with a more diverse cast than we're used to. So, Blackula, the original, not the sequel, uh, is a movie that came out in 1972, and I have to admit, surprisingly more dignified than I expected. Um, That's good to hear, because, like, obviously everyone's heard of Blackula, but I've never watched it. I have a feeling I'm going to be like, huh, maybe I'm not going to talk about this if I watch it. Maybe it's (laughs) not going to sound right coming out of my mouth. (laughs) He's got to go where the black shit is. Anyway, it's... I will not be saying that because <laughs> you used my full name on the intro, so I will not be repeating that. Oh, good point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. It's it's all right. It's not it's not gonna set the world on fire. And unfortunately, it did come out in the '70s, so it can't really be good. 
But there are good things about it. The <laughs> lead you. actor often. I mean, I, I've said this before. I prefer a character-driven narrative. But often, even a bad movie will have like one thing you really latch onto. And when it's the main character and it's the titular character, that's usually a pretty good sign. And the lead actor is really, really good. And he's at least an interesting character. And I'm not saying I'm going to watch the sequel, but uh, season's coming. So <laughs> no, one do not say spooky season on this podcast. I'm no, begging no, no, you. No, no, no. Uh, now to talk about a different fictional character, one that both of you really like, um, Parker. Uh-oh. I know you liked him a lot in Van Helsing, and Alex. I know you liked him a lot in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I watched the 1931 <sighs> version of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. How? <laughs> how do I put this delicately? They sure get away with a lot, don't they, Chris? <laughs> Friedrich March could taught me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh. It's actually a pretty good movie. Uh, the early 1930s was uh, really important for film as a whole, but especially the horror films, because you had uh, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, Invisible Man, all in that sort of time period, and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. In this movie, they say Jekyll. Apparently, that's the way it was supposed to be pronounced. I don't care. Uh, surprisingly, oh, risque. <laughs> One of the lead actresses is all boobs akimbo. Did I drop out? No. no, you're good. I was just gonna say, oh, good. I'm glad that the uh, the the dark universe also has its Aerith. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Isn't it cool having a working brain? <laughs> <It's just> awesome. <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of black and white horror movies, Parker turns out them is uh, pretty all right. It is quite good. It's nice yeah. to see an American kaiju movie. It's not like, huh? We created a monster. Let's make a bigger nuke and just send that thing to hell, which is most of them. I thought it was really weird because the whole time they have this old guy, and I was just like, where do I know that, guy, that guy's voice from? Turns out he's Santa Claus from Miracle on 34th Street. He's talking about how we have to nuke the ants. I so that love was nice how they get the nitty gritty of like, okay, so here's what we do. Ants operate like this. We gotta go at night. It's like, yes, give me all of this unnecessary lore. Because the movie was like, alright, let's just get a fucking flamethrower in there. Which... It's kind of what they end up doing, but still. Yeah, pretty much. Also, Parker, I know we talked about this off mic, but it's this is so nice for movies from the 1950s, how they would just end immediately after the climax. That's, as I've been going back <laughs> and watching older horror movies, I've really appreciated, like, Hi, he's been vanquished. Twas beauty that killed the beast. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just fucking out of there. You're done. There's no credits. Just the end. Lights are up. Go. That's, that's like, my favorite thing about it. They're just staring at the city on fire and be like, what hath man wrought? And then they're like, burr, burr, Because I don't, obviously, you know me, I don't watch a lot of old movies. I remember being in film class and watching North by Northwest. It just falls off that fucking cliff and then, oh, shit. Oh, it's done. The tape stopped. I'm like, wait. Hang on. Lady, I did that a couple uh, times watching Sorority Row. Whenever it went to black, I was like, geez, the movie ends there? Well, at least it was short. <laughs> well, I guess I learned my lesson. <laughs> Speaking of learning lessons, we'll get to that in a second. Um, Michelle came Uh-oh. over and... No, good way. Uh, Michelle came over and she wanted me to watch one of her favorite movies. Uh-oh. It's called The Fall. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's by a guy uh, known as Tarsum. Now, I have a no. thing about directors no. who only go by one name. <laughs> McGee, uh, whoever the hell directed Catwoman. Or My good my friend Petoff. <laughs> <laughs> One name? What do you, Seal? <laughs> uh, Tarsum, do you remember... Parker, are you familiar with Tarsum's work? His oeuvre? 
This feels like a loaded question, but no, I'm not. Oh, I can't wait to assign you the cell. Oh, fuck, wait. <laughs> I am absolutely familiar with this work, actually. She had been telling me about this movie for, one, two, three, ten years. And every single time she told me about it, I was like, yeah, I'll get around to it. And finally, she sort of forced my hand. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll watch it. And the first thing you see is uh, a movie presented by... Uh, David Fincher and Spike Jones. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Directed by Tarsum. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm just like, <laughs> tricked oh, me. It's one of my favorite movies, Chris. Come on, just watch. I'm like, oh, boy. Uh, good news. It's actually pretty good. Um, it's, it's interesting. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie A Little Princess, but it kind of follows a similar structure. It basically, it takes place in the 1920s, and there's this Hollywood stuntman who got paralyzed in a horrible accident. He's stuck in a hospital. And uh, there's this little girl um, who, speaking honestly, she's a very, very poor actress, but she's so bad at acting that it's kind of endearing, so I liked it. Uh, and he tells her stories in the hopes that she will bring him uh, morphine. This, Alex, is where the joke came in, that she couldn't uh, spell the word morphine, so she thought it was morphine 3. And she takes a bottle of morphine... <laughs> It dubs out all of the pills except for three and brings it to him. And he's just like, oh, Jesus. It's It looks really good. Tarsum does have a visual eye. It's just in the cell. He's not good at making those visuals make any sense. Uh, this, it tells a really interesting story. It's, uh, it's clever. It's funny. Um, I happen to like it quite a bit. So no one gets decapitated, but uh, it's, it's pretty good. And does Vincent D'Onofrio show up in that, too? No. <laughs> Oh, the fucking movie. That movie uh, sucks, but also is incredibly good. <laughs> <laughs> now, Alex, did I ever tell you my burn after reading story? I don't think you did. Okay, well, back when I was dating my first girlfriend, she was going to uh, Towson. And that was far away. I didn't have a car at the time. And I convinced my two buddies to drive me up there for a rendezvous. And they decided that they would go and see Burn After Reading uh, while I was with her. Now, turns out, they absolutely had a better time than I did. They yeah, told me so at the time. Say. I was like, oh, no way, guys. But, uh, yeah, Burn After Reading is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that movie, dude. It's, it is the, every such single a thing about it works so well. This honestly, that might be the best Coen Brothers movie, and they've got a lot of really good bangers out there. But Burn After Reading works in so many different ways. And also, a public apology. I know I've said on this podcast that I'm not really a Brad Pitt guy. For the longest time, I just thought he couldn't act. Then I saw this. How did he not win the Oscar for Best Supporting? It's such an incredible fucking performance. He is incredible. <laughs> The, the last shot we see of him is fantastic. That shit-eating grin. <laughs> <laughs> everything he says, Dude. everything he does. The fact that the fucking first hour of that movie is just the audio from the conversation. And right. then it's building and building and building, and the tension break is the reveal of a fucking dildo chair in George Clooney's <laughs> that basement. That was so is, fucking funny. <laughs> it's so fucking good, dude. Parker, have you seen Burn After Reading? No, but I'm aware of both the dildo chair and what you're referring to with Brad Pitt. Yeah, okay. If is, I could uh, just yeah. more or less describe the plot, there's a, a CIA agent who uh, leaves the agency and he's writing a, a memoir. And, uh, <laughs> who is played by John Malkovich, which needs to be said. I guess you're right, yeah. Also, star-studded <laughs> cast. Um, 
Uh, he's writing, again, a memoir. He pronounces it like that. Not because it's like a Princess Bride priest, but more like the way my dad says croissant. Um, he just, you know, says memoir the entire time. He's married to Tilda Swinton, who's cheating on him with George Clooney, who uh, works for the Department of the Treasury. Um, anyway, his his uh, CIA secrets, is really just his memoir, uh, gets lost in, I guess, Tilda Swinton's bag at the gym, which gets picked up by Francis McDormand and Brad Pitt. And they're just like, oh, government secrets. We can bribe them to get $50,000 to pay for uh, plastic surgery for uh, Francis McDormand. And then, so they try to, like, call him up to, like, get a reward. I am very surprised if you won't give us a reward. <laughs> and uh, John Malkovich <laughs> screams the F word at them repeatedly. So they're like, oh, fuck it. Phase two. Let's sell it to the Russians. <laughs> I'm just a good Samaritan. The traveler on the road. <laughs> Well, things are not always as they appear. <laughs> People need to handle their sensitive shit. <laughs> <laughs> is is Brad Pitt just the funniest man alive? Is that like the thing he's, that's been hiding from us? He's so good at this. The, the pro like the problem, and I'm like I'm not the first person to say this, but the problem is he's a character actor who's way too handsome to be a character actor. That's true. And like yeah. shit like this is like what he's good at. There's a, a sequence in there where he has to wear a suit. He doesn't want to wear a suit, but he has to wear a suit. The costume designer literally said he's t he looks good in a suit no matter what suit you put him in. So she specifically dressed him in an ill-fitting suit with, like, an ugly wool tie. Guess what? He looks great in it. It's not fair. Parker, you I can't emphasize enough how much you need to see this movie. Oh, I know it's, it's not it's on the coming. horror list. It is... This is so far above everything else that Coen Brothers done, with the possible exception of Hail Caesar, which is really good. Yeah, I was going like, to say. Like, I've seen so few Coen Brothers. That's another one that's like, oh, I'm just going to do all of them. I know. So, like, as much, that, I want to watch it because it's just on Netflix. I pass it constantly. I'm like, man, what if I just fucking watch it? Now? I'm just saying, you can skip Fargo and go right to Bird after right. reading. This is. I, I mean, I was... This also, it's a really good example of the humor that the Coen brothers are so, so good at. It's the repetition, which ordinarily, in any other movie, would get on my nerves. But this one works so well. I don't even remember what my favorite Fine, joke I'll is. It up. I guess the J.K. Simmons thing at the end was like, so what did we <laughs> learn here? I don't fucking know either. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Uh, I guess, yeah, that's right, nothing. Well, I guess we learned not to do it again. Fuck if I know what we did. <laughs> Which, what this is, is a basic 1930s Hollywood screwball comedy. And every single person is a little bit crazy. I don't know if there's a single straight man in the entire movie, with the possible exception of Tilda Swinton. Uh, I, oh boy, I had such a good time. <laughs> Maybe J.K. Simmons is a straight man. <laughs> I feel like the, the closest thing to the straight man in that movie is the fucking guy that manages the gym. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess him. That <laughs> <laughs> gets fucking murked in the most embarrassing way. Oh, yes, absolutely. God damn it, fine, I'll watch it soon. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I was not expecting it to be that funny, but for the fact that Alex said it was possibly the best movie he had ever seen. I mean, we all have those movies where you pass it a hundred times, and every time you're like, man, I bet I'll love this, and then for some reason you're like, yeah, I should another time, I'm not feeling that right now. Yeah, I, this was uh, just on a whim, I was just like, well, we got 90 minutes until 2 o'clock, let's throw it on there. So, uh, Alex, what did you watch? watch Alright, 
All right, what do we got here? Got a brief normie corner for you guys, because there's oh, something boy. I have to mention that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I have been keeping up with the second season of Double Shot at Love. However, it's been mostly pretty formulaic reality TV drama, so I didn't feel the need to report, despite the fact that it's got that cast and those production values. You know, there's only so many times you can say, yeah, and then they did the dumb thing. But, uh... In the preview for next week's episode, <laughs> we see Vinny going out for a book signing for his Keto cookbook. <laughs> so Polly rounds up the house and prints out a bunch of fucking posters of Vinny eating things that aren't Keto, and they go protest. <laughs> I haven't even seen it happen in real time, and I don't even care. <laughs> I saw it for like 15 seconds in a preview and I went, fuck, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I love this show. <laughs> it's very, very good. And now for a movie that's not good, called The Craft. What? Man, that, what a clunker. You, I was so sad. You didn't like it? I, it did absolutely nothing for oh, me, aside I, from the soundtrack, which I, I loved. I shocked, I loved it. I I don't know. It just it didn't work for me. Like, wow. I don't. I it's I'm as surprised as you are when you tell me that that's the premise of the fucking movie and that's the year it came out in. Like, I should love it. Hmm. It's just bored. I, think, I don't know. I think the reason that I like it so much is that I think it's a really good portrayal of female friendships, specifically in high school. You know, I, I think that it's not just realistic the way that happens, but it's like it uses the fantasy trappings to sh sort of illustrate the, the destruction of those friendships and, and stuff. And I, I guess that maybe I was really uh, digging into that allegory the entire time. Yeah, I don't talk to girls, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Parker, play middleman here. <clears throat> well, you know, uh, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. No, I like it a lot, but I get it. Yeah, I, I assume that any movie I like, anyone's like, hey, that movie recommended sucks ass. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm aware. I know what I am. I feel like so of all of the, the, the movies in this genre, especially for being one that's pre-Scream, I think this one's actually pretty well received, and I'm in the minority on it. But also, like... I think it's a cult hit, so it's yeah. marginal. I don't know, it just felt kind of wooden to me. Although I, d I did enjoy everything involving <laughs> the brainwashing of Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> so every time his stupid face popped up on screen, I started laughing again. So there is that, you know. Yeah, I, I, I did have the benefit of seeing it in theaters with a bunch of gigantic fans of it. Um, it was one of those awful movie parties, too, so there were, like, props involved. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, that really adds to the experience. But despite all that, I ended up liking it, I think... I, I think I said the other Alex is the one who, like, was just dogging me about this movie. We have to see it, you know? And mm -hmm. I think I ended up enjoying it more than she did. I, I was like, wow, nice. I love it. It's because you're an ally. Like, yeah, that's that's what it is. I'm always glad when people enjoy things, even when I can't be one of them. It's, so, uh, I mean, as long as you're honest about it, that's the most important yeah. thing. Congrats to my fellow everything-likers. <laughs> <laughs> now for a movie that's actually good called Pumpkinhead. Oh, man. Uh, I need to see oh. this. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Pumpkinhead fucking owns. Please assign it to I, me. It is... It, the biggest complaint I have about this slasher, where a bunch of teenagers go out in the woods and run over Lance Henriksen's kid, so he summons a demon to, to stalk them, 
is somehow that there's too much Lance Henriksen, <laughs> which is something I've never said about a movie before. <laughs> Pumpkinhead's incredible. He's like, okay, Pumpkinhead, I know what the monsters are going to look like. And then it shows up, you're like, what the fuck is that thing? It looks like <laughs> that, a nightmare. <laughs> that is the reason we watched it, because I bounced over it, and I held for a second, and she goes, oh, that doesn't look like a pumpkin at all. <laughs> I was like, well, you want to find out? It's such a good poster. You're like, I see the name, I see that poster, I see top build. There's no way I'm not hitting play on this. Correct. It is. That's a movie that's just everything I wanted it to be. Using swamp magic to summon a demon to torment his teens for murdering his stupid kid. It's a zombie nightmare started. It's really good, dude. I love that they keep going back to the gag of the the ten-foot tall fucking spooky demon guy like <laughs> grabbing people by the neck and pulling them up and you're like oh that's I guess it's just because he's taller than them and then the third time they do it he's just 50 feet up in the air on a tree and just <laughs> yeets some girl <laughs> another fatal yeeting <laughs> I might watch Pumpkinhead again <laughs> and you know it's it's really great because you know the horror community doesn't have a lot of restraint and loves to make a million sequels to things but at this, at this one they burn the puppet at the end so you know there will never be another one Huh. Hey, when does football <laughs> season start? <laughs> yes, I, I saw the uh, the multiple sequels to this. <laughs> and were Pumpkinhead 2 streaming? Like, eh, it might have happened. But... Let me save you some time, buddy. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm well aware. But then, if I if I don't watch that, how am I going to get to Pumpkinhead 3 and 4? Finally, you Lance Henriksen me. returns. Oh. After all these years, you finally understand me. <laughs> <laughs> God, there's... Oh, it's fucking Sleepaway Camp 2 that we keep scrolling past, and every time she just groans. Right? <laughs> just oh. like, every single time, it's just like, ugh. <laughs> it's not even a, like, I'm thinking about hitting play, it's a, I can't believe that exists, and I have to be reminded of it. <laughs> right. So, I don't have much to say about the fact that I rewatched Willy Wonka, except that the entire time I was giggling and saying in my head, he's the Elon Musk of candy. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like having to bottle that up because you're next to like a real human being who would judge you for saying it? <laughs> it seems like a personal hell, just like having to keep that contained the entire movie. <laughs> no, babe, it's just really funny. Like look at the oompa loompas there, just like walking around. Like, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Elon Musk of candy. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking it. Every time Gene Wilder just goes off some crazy person tangent, I'm like, ah, yes, and this is one of my favorite memes of the week. I love it when he called a Gus's gloop a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking own that kid. <laughs> Yo, what was up with that ride where they go into the tunnel and you see a chicken get its head cut off and everything? Was, what the fuck was that? Th- that movie is a lot weirder than I remember it being. Yeah. It has been a long time. Like, I don't remember that in the book. I don't remember reading the book. I don't read books by anti-Semites. <laughs> Same, but in general. <laughs> I, although I thoroughly enjoyed that for once, I was the person sitting on the couch who wasn't groaning about the fact that they didn't remember how many songs were in it. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking songs in I that I mean, the Oompa Loompas got, like, their own. So how well, would you I like mean, the like, you remember version? that, but... Like, uh, uh, we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> 
Tim Burton or anything relating to Tim Burton on the show. Have some some dignity here, and we plan like to the, keep it that way. It's just a line we're all across. Like, look, we both we all know there's two Alice in Wonderland movies, but like that is opening floodgates. That right, time, so yeah, I need to pay the consequences. Keep things Christian here. We're in a Mexican standoff. <laughs> They're the outlaw I mean, star the bullets. Good- they take away your life force. The good news is, though, if you watch one Tim Burton movie, you can pretend you've seen all of them. And I do. <laughs> Let's see what I got here. Ooh, I watched a I watched a movie that the Prime Fairy delivered to me called uh, Project Metal Beast. Now let me give you the setup. Oh, I buddy! This title. <laughs> okay, so this movie starts off in 1974 with a couple of government agents dicking around in some church in Hungary where they run into a werewolf who is, of course, just a guy in a suit. Correct. And they they kill the werewolf, they take his blood, take it back to uh, their big old government headquarters, run some tests on it, see some stuff. And tests are like, oh, you know, we need more time, we need more time. One of the guys is like, fuck, man, we don't have a lot of blood left, we can't keep running these tests. I'm just gonna inject myself. <laughs> Turns into a werewolf, goes on a rampage, gets killed by some silver bullets and cryogenically frozen. Smash cut to 20 years in the future, where they need cadavers for this project, where they're creating synthetic, uh, synthetic skin. But, uh, the problem with the synthetic skin is that it's been getting too hard, almost to the consistency of metal. So they graft it all over this dead werewolf, who then wakes up and goes on a rampage. What year did this movie come out? Like, 86? Oh. <laughs> Look... The pacing in this movie is dog shit. Just complete fucking dog shit. You go way too long in between, like, guy and werewolf suit doing kills. But also, Chris asked me how to kill the werewolf. How do you kill the werewolf? <laughs> they melt down somebody's silver dollar collection to make fucking tips for bazooka missiles. <laughs> Project Metal is unwatchable for, like, 70 minutes. And then, like, the last 20 <laughs> happened, and it's a masterpiece. It is. Big, dumbass Kane Hodder wobbling around in that furry metal suit. Oh, <laughs> Big shout-out to the box cover, which just has the Metal Gear Solid font. Fuck, it's yes. better. I wonder if that's on the list. Like, it's, it's one of those things, it's like... For most of it, you're like, oh, this is kind of a waste of time. And then that last, like, 20 minutes happens, and you're like, oh, never mind, I'm good. <laughs> um, This is worth it. <laughs> what a stupid fucking movie. It's so good. Like, I remember hitting play on it, it's like, boy, looks like someone just put a VHS in my TV. I'm in good hands. <laughs> yep. It's a good feeling. Give me that, that aspect ratio. Oh, my yeah. God. As soon as you see those black bars on the side, you're like, oh, God, I, I've struck gold. Clear my schedule. <laughs> So, uh, as as penance for all of the absolute dog shit that I put on our TV this week, I had to watch the We Bear Bears movie. They they made a movie of that? They sure did. I discovered it this week when I was trying to find out which seasons were streaming, and oh. she was very excited. So I guess she, uh, she likes that show? Have you ever seen it? I had never seen the show, when mm. she's talked to me a lot about it. But I was like, alright, sure. Let's just... You know, it was actually not bad. Okay, there we go. I, I gotta say, do, I've never seen myself. That so. show. It's you could do so much worse. The entire plot of the movie is that the, the bears are are uncool and therefore are trying to create content so they will become cool. <laughs> I can't imagine in three people doing anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they uh they get in a little bit of trouble with the town because they uh 
They short out all of the power in apparently the world because they broadcast their meme video to everybody, which is just like a <laughs> compilation of them doing old memes that everybody is laughing at because it's so cringe, which did a lot for me. Just bad. seeing like like just seeing some dude doing the Harlem shit get interrupted by a dude throwing a cooler of water on him and also the dudes are like cute bears. Aww. It was like it was it was very very uh very very meme dependent they end up like while they're on the run because they're trying to they're trying to evade the government to get to canada where they love bears and they end up wandering into a uh, a secret rave of all the meme animals so it's uh just like basically take every fucking animal you've ever seen in some dumbass meme and there's some stupid cartoon version of it like doing its thing in there it was it was way more enjoyable than i thought it would be not it a fan is... of the bee erasure on here <laughs> it's the uh the the third cutest movie with the fucking cartoon bears that i've seen this year and that's not an insult there so we go. yeah i've seen a couple episodes of her she also loves it because like look at that uh, yeah. Yeah. it's you could not? do so much worse it's very cute and also i also had the moment of like oh fuck dimitri martin i haven't thought of that dude. it's like <laughs> yeah right six oh my god yeah. <laughs> fairly popular overseas too i remember uh, a couple of my korean friends that were into it yeah i was just like wait dimitri martin's in this and then five minutes they're like wait he plays the guy that just talks monotone in the third person the whole time also chris this is a bigfoot movie <gasps> oh okay all right oh they definitely have a squash for man yeah you they're, do way they're... worse than that show yeah yeah, yeah i've had to could... sit through some i mean she's also had to sit through we yeah. do much like you alex we <laughs> yeah we have done crimes to one another <laughs> <laughs> No, it's going to be really funny. We're doing it on the show. Uh, you should probably just grab your phone then. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I know this is a bold thing for somebody born in 1990 to say, but maybe cartoons that came out after the 90s aren't bad. Actually! <laughs> oh, that's the news we forgot to mention. The Animaniacs, not going to have Minerva Mink. Cancel Coulter once again ring its ugly head. <laughs> but they're still going to have Hello Nurse, so. Oh, well. I'm sure they're going to be much more respectful this time, so. Yeah. Alright, just just a couple more here. Hello Nurse, after that... you are the real heroes during this COVID outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> Hello Nurse is an angel? <laughs> uh, sorry. Parker's going to watch that one Park... soon. I'm very excited for my good friend Parker to watch that movie. He's going to enjoy the shit out of it. I love content. Alright, so just a couple more here. After that, I immediately put on a movie called Lost Voyage, which, according to IMDb, is a TV movie that stars Judd Nelson and Lance Henriksen okay. going, going to track down a derelict ship that disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle 25 years ago and is now infested by 2001 CGI ghosts. Okay, might as well look this up on Civic. Yeah. yeah, honestly, like, fuck. Lead with that. So <laughs> just, like, start the download already. You might as well have look, just said, dude. First <laughs> of all, it's on Prime. You don't have to. Where do you think I find this trash? <laughs> Lance Hendrickson lives rent free on Prime, and I love him. It's, I mean, when you're in, like, 400 movies, like, some of them are inevitably going to show up on my fucking feed. <laughs> Look, like, this movie's not good, but also, like, there's two scenes that are prominently featuring the most, like, Casper but spooky ghosts you've ever seen in your life. There's a fucking shot where, like, 
This couple runs into the room and closes the door, and, like, the the apparition squeezes through the frame, and it's just, like, the shape of a skull that poofs like a fucking firework, and then it smash cuts to the next scene. Like, <laughs> it looks like absolute shit, and it makes it so much better. <laughs> like, this movie is literally, like, 2.5 stars worth of ghosts. Like, it's so <laughs> fucking shitty looking. Because, yeah. because, like, when they're, when the ship is sailing into the Bermuda Triangle, which is, of course, a portal to hell, yes. there's just all of these fucking return-the-slab-ass-looking ghosts flying around the ship. Yes. And in a movie with restraint, you, you know, they'd realize, oh, this looks like shit. We gotta cut away from these. But this is not that movie. Because it'll, like, zoom in on individual ghosts, like, making a face. And then it'll jump to another ghost. And then they're just flying around a, a very clearly CGI helicopter. It's, it's... You can do worse with your 90 minutes. Like, it sucks, but it's real good. Yeah. And then... And then Parker, <laughs> buddy... <laughs> Cry Wolf is 1,000% a future episode. Oh my god, I'm so happy you watched it. <laughs> Thank goodness. Alright, add it so on there. Good. <laughs> Cry oh Wolf god. is so good. If we weren't on this run of all the other movies that are exactly like Cry Wolf, I would say we should move it up the queue, but also it's going to be way better when we get to this again in like November, and I get to remember that AOL Instant Messenger is a significant character in this movie, as is John Bon Jovi. It's so fucking cool, dude. Hi, I'm the cool teacher, John Bon Jovi. I like to skateboard. This fucking stupid British kid shows up in what I did not realize was a high school for like 40 minutes. Yeah, it's like in a fucking castle, and then I go, by the way, they're like 17, and I go, alright, sure. Wow, it's weird that this college is lights out, and also no one's drinking. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, it's a high school. Oh, oh, oh he's fucking the student. Oh, okay. Okay, you that's... Cannot, yeah. right? You cannot overestimate how much AOL Instant Messenger is in this movie. Because it is the driving force behind all of the killings. That and pranks. Also, yeah, sick pranks. The amount of times I just said, it's just a prank, bro, during this movie. Like, (laughs) desperately hoping that the ending would be, oh, it was just a prank, it went too far. Like... Man, what a fucking treat that was. I was a pig in shit. Cry wolf fucking rules. I knew the second you asked, like, hey, is that good? Like, you should have seen how my face. I had so much color in my face. I skipped around the room. Oh my god, it's so good. It is fucking amazing. I'm not even going to talk about it more because we will be talking about it in depth in the future. Oh, for yeah. sure. Give it like two or three weeks. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Parker, what you got for us, buddy? All right, well, speaking of cartoons that came out after I was a child, so we finished Avatar, and it was me like, cool, so you finally watched that. Now we have to watch Korra. So I'm like, all right, watch The Legend of Korra. So here's the thing it's good. I'm enjoying it. But, like, they got more money this time, so they have, like, celebrities as voice actors. Like, J.K. Simmons has a prominent role. So imagine in season three when I realized, like, well, this main villain sounds weird. And I find out, oh, the big bad of the whole season is fucking Henry Rollins. <laughs> Hearing Henry Rollins say bending and avatar, and it's it's a lot to take in initially, I'm going to be honest with you. Chris, you said you just bounced off it after one season? Yeah. Oh, I think you'd like it, but... I, it, I didn't I like dislike season, it. Which is fine. It's, I watched it and I was like, this is pretty good. I think... 
my biggest struggle here is with uh, the titular character. I'm not really a big fan of Korra herself. Um, it's because I think a man should be the avatar, and women aren't as strong and Thank or you. Smart. Someone has to say it. <laughs> they can't play video games or anything. There's a lot that Korra does even better. I like that narrator for like the episode recap. I think that's really neat. I love it so much. I yeah. love the old-timey narrator. Yeah, that's like really cool. I like the innovative ways that they... You know, like the first, whoops, that the first uh, series <laughs> kind of set up like bending and how it works, and now you have this whole other series. Okay, we have our sandbox. How do we play in it? And they do a really good job with that. But I don't know. I, there were there were some villains I couldn't get into. I was just like, I, I don't know. I had a little bit of trouble. Maybe I'll revisit it. I I have nothing against it, but I'm still trying to knock down Venture Brothers. So. Uh. <laughs> well, it's also like Avatar was like art new season, like new main villains, new this stuff, like. Yeah, yeah the, I kind of like the one in season one, but like he's gone. You don't have to worry about him again. It's all new in season two. I'm, I'm digging it. I like how much better it looks. It looks like it was made three decades later. It yeah, looks, it's in HD now. So they put some crazy money into that show. I'm enjoying it so far, and since I'm watching with her for the first time, we're already on the last season. Because my God, her ability to binge watch. I am shows. honestly in awe of her ability to do that. I, I'm, I'm not it even is close. Exhausting at times. Like I just. Please put on a shitty horror movie to break this up. Please. <laughs> I watch I 400 movies a year. It takes me a month to watch a TV show. It's... We'd still be on season one if it was just me by myself. It's like, yeah, I could, but like, I'm not going to be able to talk about it until the end. I could just watch three more shitty movies to talk about. <laughs> but the ball's not in my court in this scenario. I'm merely along for the ride on this. But Chris, I think if you went back to it, you'd end up liking it. But yeah. I, I'm assuming you have a quite long watch list. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let's see, we talked about Class Action Park, we talked about them. I didn't really watch much this week, because like I said, we're on season fucking four. It's been mostly that. It's been that and work. But, uh, so my, uh, chronological Disney thing is still going, and, uh, turns out I didn't remember much of Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. Didn't you ever see the word jackass in that movie? Uh, it's hard to watch it in 2020, and every time they say, oh yeah, we're taking these boys to Pleasure Island, <laughs> to not just throw your hands up like, okay. Very funny, guys. I about that. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, so here's another thing that uh, takes a little bit of the fun out of the movie. Uh, there have been some claims throughout history that Walt Disney was an anti-Semite. What? Uh, I, That's I, bullshit. I have to admit... You can't uh, just go around saying that. For, for, I have to admit, as an animation historian, I don't know a whole lot about it. I didn't really look into uh, these rumors. but uh, And nothing more. But it uh, turns out the guy who played Geppetto, actual Nazi. That's it. Yeah. Alright, yeah, do your thing, out. Twitter. Kinda takes the, <laughs> yeah, kind of <laughs> takes the fun out of this lovable character who sends his child to Pleasure Island. <laughs> Because, like, this is another movie where, like, I'm sure I saw it as a super young kid, but I remember almost none of it. Watching it, I realized, like, this was the second one. Like, Snow White was a fucking miracle that somehow, like, got made and made money. They're like, all right, well, what do we got after this? Well, we have, like, 15 movies. Let's just put them in here. Right. Like, it's almost insane how quickly it gets going, and then it just takes a thousand detours. Like... How the fuck do you end up in a whale's mouth? How do you get from point A to that point B? I think that was in the book by uh, Carlo Collodi. 
Does it also include the island of boys getting turned into donkeys? I think so. I don't remember. It's been a while since I read it. In the in the original in the original book, uh, Pinocchio kills Jiminy Cricket. So, as one does. Yeah, like in the first act. So it's just like squashes him with a bug. That and... motherfucker out! Don't have to hear that goddamn song. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the animation is beautiful. The backgrounds are beautiful. When I was a little kid, I was really scared of Stromboli. He was like he was a scary villain to me. Kind of the way that Alex was scared of Abu and Aladdin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then when I got older, my dad tells me, no, Stromboli is actually a delicious meal. Turns out Stromboli fucking rules. <laughs> a thing I didn't understand watching, and I was like, yeah, Geppetto's got his little cat, and it's just a cute little kitty cat, and the cat is a little bit, and the cat sleeps with him. And then five minutes later, there's just these giant anthropomorphic evil gangster cats. It's like... <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that is kind of weird. So, do they both coexist together? I D. <laughs> what nightmare world is this movie? How do you go from Snow White to this to Fantasia? That's your one, two, three. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I D. This boy will come with me. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, yeah, there's all the ones that came out, you know, before I was born. I saw them as a kid, and there's the one that came out when I was a kid, and then there's bullshit I don't want to watch now. But realizing how quickly it was one to the other, it's it's whiplash-inducing. It can be, yeah. Because, like, Pinocchio doesn't have a character. He just gets thrown into these nightmare scenarios over and over and over again. It's like, all right, kids, remember to tell the truth. Bye. I mean, he's sort of supposed to be, like, the every boy, you know? Sort of like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, that sort of thing. And he just sort of experiences things. And it's a morality tale. Tell the truth. Don't. I guess don't gamble is the Pleasure Island idea. Uh, <laughs> also, can we, can we also point out, uh, Parker, re- refresh my memory, is Geppetto a big a, as big of an asshole as I remember that he takes his pet cat and pet fish into that whale's mouth? Yes! Also, he looks hammered drunk the entire movie. That's Those true, cheeks yeah. are so red. He, well, That man is out of his goddamn mind. He made a little wooden Why boy you... because otherwise, you know, he doesn't have anyone else to talk to. Besides it's the only way you can finish, I feel it. Look at that. <laughs> I'm so happy I can't think of the term that involves a jar. Let's move past it. So, uh, I read Carrie like two weeks ago. And obviously, we watched the original. It's super fucking good. We did an episode on it years oh, yeah, ago. Yeah. Then I remember, like, didn't they remake this? Yeah. And 20 <laughs> minutes into the remake, I went, oh, wait, I watched this before. This movie sucks. <laughs> Is that the one with, uh, uh, Anna oh, Sophia Roth? Chloe Grace Moretz? Oh, never mind. Uh, I always confuse here's her. Here's the problem with that movie. Oh, hi, I'm the outcast, Chloe Grace Moretz. <laughs> Everyone picks on me. I'm such a fucking fat, ugly weirdo. Like, the entire premise just flat out doesn't work. No one wants to play volleyball with me. Oh my god, fucking... I'm being hard on Like, it's it's whatever. Like, I, I, I wouldn't say I understand it sucks. why it's they just, cast her in that role, so but like... For, forgettable. Like, the, for the me who... Fucking logs every single movie, watches, get 20 minutes and go, wait, this is like a recent-ish movie. I've seen this. I didn't even bother locking it. <laughs> and also, being like, didn't that come out three years ago and seeing 2013? I just, like, felt my whole body freeze for a minute. <laughs> oh, fuck. Man, we're, we're all going to be dead soon. I but. mean, that's a free check, though. It, you better believe it was. 20 minutes. In, oh, I would have guessed that was like 2018 at the absolute earliest, Honest? dude. Thank you. Really? Like, I it, thought it was It was a really sobering experience for me. Wait, wait, hold on. Mandela check. 
Okay, hold on. Oh, dude. All right, he's dead. <laughs> All right, cool. He's still dead. <laughs> Didn't realize that a baby driver was her date to the prom. I did enjoy that quite a bit. What's <laughs> that about that? <laughs> Ansel is so like... hot right now. <laughs> but the whole thing's building to the pig's blood. Pig's blood for a pig doesn't work on Chloe Grace Moretz. <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, here's the thing. So the blood gets stumped on her. I pause it. We're at an hour 15. The movie's an hour 40. What oh. the fuck? How? <laughs> also, a change I don't like. Honestly, this could have been from the book. The book, I really... The book carry is whatever. I don't like the way it's structured at all. It was kind of shitty. <laughs> at not even 30 minutes into the movie, she's in the library fucking studying up on telekinesis. What are we that's, doing? Yeah, that's uh, kind of missing the point. I don't need the whole everything. movie of her learning, like, oh, let me just read some books and learn my power. Like, no. I don't even remember no. that in the book. It's been it's been if years it happened, since I read it, it, but it's man, that book. It's not it's not good. as good as the movie. I understand how like that gets adapted into a movie, and then you get a career off that. But that book is very like. C plus at best. I honestly, I don't think says that's me a, who's never written anything. I, I don't think that's a career <laughs> launcher, really. Uh, I think the the fact that Stephen King really made his own career. He didn't need Carrie's help. He just he was going to write or he was going to die. That's that's about as simple as it is. But the book, maybe I didn't read it at a very good age. I think I read it when was it? I just graduated from high school or something. Hey, fuck, just, let's like, just no. detour. I just hate the whole format of just like every two paragraphs. Like, all right, here's a news bulletin thing. It's like I get it, trying to because. I do enjoy getting the perspective that every single person in this town fucking hates Carrie's mother with all their heart. Like, throughout generations, like, mothers and daughters and grandmothers all hate this godforsaken family. But also, it should be like, oh, this thing's gonna happen. And then she's like, ah, from the fucking Maryland Tribune. Yeah, it was a shame that all those kids died. And then she goes back to the plot. Like, fucking... I think think those are, like, my favorite parts of the book, actually. But my least favorite parts is the main character. Would you describe a character as ugly? Now I have to imagine that character. I want to think about ugly people. Sissy Spacek is at least, like... self-insert characters. (laughs) (laughs) I can at least look at Sissy Spacek and not be like, ugh. But, like, whatever I imagined Carrie when I was reading, I was just like, oh. So, uh, like I said, like... The pigs blood thing happens with like a half hour left. Y'all like uh 2013 CGI? Oh yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> oh good news, you're gonna love the end of Carrie. <laughs> it is Oof. It's a lot. It is an endless rampage that all looks like dog shit. It is <laughs> I should rewatch the original Carrie. Man, the movie even ends on them teasing like, hey you guys remember the jump scare from the original? And they just don't do it in the movie. <laughs> Is it just zoom in on the grave and then it goes to black? It just doesn't give you anything? Pretty much, man. Like, <laughs> that fucking rules. <laughs> the biggest I know Twitter like move I've ever seen three other versions of Carrie that are all probably worse, but it's just... I don't know, it went by pretty quick. It just... Whatever. Did was... you ever see Carrie 2, The Rage? Oh, buddy, have I ever. <laughs> Look at me. That's a... That's a picture. <laughs> I hate when people say it, but like... It was a movie. It oh. had uh, recognizable stars and actresses in it. It was decently well shot, I guess. <laughs> Better than the Chloe Grace Moretz version. I'm. <laughs> we got to be careful. It's, she's not the problem. It's the casting of her that's the problem. Yes, she should be the boy. I'm. 
I'm glad you brought her up because it reminded me of something. Let me know when you're done with Carrie because I have something. Oh, I'm done. Tell me how much you love Kick Ass. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's not about Kick Ass. It's something that I wanted to bring up when I talked about Cry Wolf and totally forgot about because I saw this little trivia bit on the page. It said Jeff Wadlow's feature debut. He got the chance to make Cry Wolf after winning one million dollars at the 2002 Chrysler Million Dollar Film Festival and went, "Wow, that's great! It's really great that we get to launch a career like this." And then I looked at the other things he's directed. Let, yeah. let me go down the list for you. Say it for me. I'm closing my eyes. Yeah. Cry Wolf, Never Back Down, Kick Ass 2, the Kevin James action movie on Netflix, Truth or Dare, and Fantasy Island, and also the writing credit for Bloodshot. Okay, so he's in the Real Deal No Sex Appeal Hall of Fame. Yeah. Correct. He is... Now we have to do Cry Wolf. It's set Unfortunately, now we have to do Fantasy Island. Oh, no. Uh, I already I guess, know that's uh, going to be, like, my week one assignment. I might as well just watch it now get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should, dude. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, there'd be egg on my face if you did that. <laughs> it feels so stupid. Oh, damn, we're going to have to come up with something else. We're all out of movies to assign you. <laughs> all right, next week's episode, Never Back Down. Sure hope they didn't make a weed parody of The Purge for Chris to watch. No, dude. When I opened Hulu and saw that, I went, oh my god, he wasn't joking. (laughs) (laughs) I almost watched it. (laughs) I hovered for a second, I was like, wait, this is going to come my way eventually. I'll just make him waste a pick on (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag weed parodies. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, continue. I just had to let the the people know about that. I mean, he is... He is a tried and true Mount Rushmore of this show. Right. <laughs> Two things real quick, Alex. Let's talk Blood Vessel. Fuck yes, dude. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> I cannot explain how happy I was when we get to... First of all, the coffin just looks sick. It's like, oh, that's your entire budget. And I respect yep. it because it looks cool as shit. When they unveil the vampires, like, oh, no, it's not just a dude in the cape. Like, they went all out with the really silly masks and makeup. I was, oh, my God, like a pig and shit. It's so it fucking cheesy. Yeah, turns into that puppet face just eating people for like 30 <laughs> minutes. It's really good. That is I... a movie for like you, me, and like three or four of our listeners. But man, we're going to have a wonderful time. Oh yeah, it was a fucking blast. Much better I than enjoyed the shit out of right it. being. Yeah, for sure. I turned it on. I'm like, I'm going to want to turn this off in 30 minutes when it's just like really shitty and just like over the top Nazi accents. And then I got that, and I was like, oh, fuck. This is actually really good. Thank you, movie. Yeah. The last thing I watched... <laughs> you, It will become clear as I get further into the summary why I watched this, which is a film I found on YouTube called Dolly Dearest. Mm. Now, just fucking set your mind to the early 90s straight-to-VHS killer doll movie knockoffs. So this, this dad takes his whole family. We're moving down to Mexico. Why? Because there's a doll factory there. I'm going to buy it. We're going to make some dolls. And uh, when you know it, gives one to his daughter. And god damn it, there's a fucking evil spirit in it. I hate it when that happens. Hate hate to see it. Now, the dad's always off at work, and the mom's stuck at home with the kid. And the kid's acting weird. Like, she's constantly talking to this doll. She keeps yelling at her Mexican (laughs) maid and, like, pointing at her rosary and screaming at her in another language. She's like, what the fuck is going on? So eventually, uh, she goes to visit the dig site where all this happened, where she meets an archaeologist who is played by Rip Torn. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Who just shows up for us one day of shooting to be like, yes, yeah, so uh, we're searching for the remains of a devil child. Uh, the child <laughs> would feast on the blood of children, and uh, they buried him here. He almost wiped out this whole tribe. Then he just disappears for half an hour. <laughs> so after that, it just turns into a killer doll movie. It's got actually like some pretty decent, like better than you would expect, because... Man, when I hit play on this, it just saw that VHS tracking when I hit play. I just immediately rub my hands together like, fuck yeah, dude, we're in this. So, like, everything's going. The family's trying to find off the doll. The doll's killing tertiary characters that don't have a name. <laughs> just fucking in the middle of, like, the climax. We just cut to Rip Torn digging up a skeleton. That's an infant's body with a goat head on it. And he's like, "Ah, oh, shit, we found it. <laughs> and then they just blow up the whole thing with dynamite. Like Red Dead Redemption in the movie ends. Fuck yes. So, negative five stars, but also like two and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> Movies are so fucking cool, you guys. <laughs> So yeah, I'll watch almost nothing but Korra, but really made a last second uh, Hail Mary with There those. you go. <laughs> While she was getting her te- her teeth pulled, you just went back home and be like, okay, where's my ripped Alright, honey, just go ahead and take another one of those Tramadols, Dad's gonna watch... Uh... <laughs> You know, watch Rip Torn yell at this doll. The fact that they're not on screen together should be illegal. Right. There's, There had to be a discussion of like, I'm not going to act that fucking doll. Like, alright, you can just dig up the goat-headed child. <laughs> I love film. <laughs> alright, are we ready to talk about Sorority Row? I'm born I've ready. I've been ready to talk about this for weeks. <laughs> Okay, I think this is kind of an obvious question to lead off with, but have any of us seen the original? I th- I had to look to see that I checked it. I remembered nothing about it. Wow, that, I'm actually a little surprised. I know Alex didn't. Um, I know I haven't. So Sorority Road just begins with the equivalent of a club scene, so ambitious start for this fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> and here's the thing. like I've seen a bunch of college movies. I've been to a bunch of college parties. I don't think I've ever seen a college party quite like this one. Uh, besides the fact that it has in common with college parties is it's something I don't want to be at. Where's the game room? The entire time, I'm just imagining myself as the meme with the guy standing in the corner. <laughs> the music's too loud. My feet hurt. I'm going to go home. <laughs> Everyone's at home playing Xbox. I'm fucking stuck here. I'm going to miss something leave. funny. I can't leave because it'll decrease my SMV. <laughs> So, uh, I bet they're doing a stick am raid right now. I'm stuck at this fucking party. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, they're doing like the opening credits, and I have to admit, I didn't kind of recognize most of the names except for a very special and Carrie Fisher. Oh now, Parker, everyone knows sororities, <laughs> sororities are about family. <laughs> that's what makes them so important right exactly that and Carrie Fisher reads like a threat it's like yeah. oh like, buckle up motherfucker <laughs> dude, she's really funny actually I wouldn't be surprised if she did uncredited script doctor work on this you know she was doing that for the rest <laughs> of her career that owns imagine getting your script back from Carrie Fisher like oh she drew the shit emoji on it thank you Carrie <laughs> Chris, buddy, big question for you, because I know I know this has been on your mind this week. 
Did you see Anne Carrie Fisher and immediately think of what the mouse did to her after she died and think about what that's going to mean for the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Because, man, <laughs> that took me to a dark place. Oh, there's a reason I try to keep that out of the news, man. <laughs> I even, like, had started, like, pre-writing a thing. I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to talk about yeah. this. What, what happened? It's so upsetting. What, what happened? I didn't hear about this. God, the mouse like, two hours later, screen rant was like, so what does the future hold for Black Panther 2? Should they recast him? It's like, his... It had literally been like an hour or two since the announcement. They're like, alright guys, so how do we recast this so we get a new Black Panther movie? Oh my god. It's one of the grimmest things I've you, ever you seen. Just, you don't that's remake coming that from movie. Me. You just leave it the way that it is. <laughs> alright, well, it's Disney, so you have no choice. Look, they're gonna make it. The question is how much dead person CGI we get. Oh, Jesus. It's the mouse. They can't help That's a good point. Very good point. Um... Anyway, all these cur- so she's the den mother for uh, the sorority. <laughs> Whatever that is, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna call. Her. What else she gonna call her? The sorority. You're not wrong. Mom? I just den mother. Just that's can't... what she is. I've never been more confused about why a character is in a movie. <laughs> well, that's the thing, and I now I have experience with sorority movies. I watched three Black Christmases, damn it, and those every single one of those movies had a den mother. Or, they're not called dead mothers. I'm just, just going to call them that. Is there, is there really just some old lady that hangs out with all the sorority girls yeah. and cleans after them? Uh, is that a thing that someone yes, does? Yes, like, what Affectionately fuck? nicknamed Horseface. So, uh... <laughs> just so oh, you know, in my head, I have Asher Roth's I Love College just on the <laughs> this entire discussion. <laughs> so, it's important to understand what a sorority is. Uh, a sorority is... I wrote down a cult, but less ambitious... Um, they, you buy your way in there, you have to spend a lot of money just to get in, you have to do really stupid, obnoxious hazing, you know, go through that, and then you pay more money, you have to pay dues to the sorority, and your rent, and whatever other nonsense bullshit, and, uh, then you do nothing but drink, and, uh, flirt with boys from the Theta house, I guess. Um, Chris, I have an economics question for you. Alright. Do you think the entire Greek system is where the skulls are getting their money? Oh, they have to get their funding somehow. <laughs> Every fucking sorority and fraternity is paying dues so the skulls can buy Joshua Jackson a fucking Thunderbird from the 60s. I just like the idea of the fucking, uh, of the skulls putting on, like, a car wash. Stupid, sexy Paul Walker <laughs> and, like, cutoffs. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. They would get, like, two grand for Paul Walker without a shirt on to wash my car. Right. <laughs> I don't worry, I'm already writing down, bring it on to the list. You're fine. <laughs> okay, so I gotta admit, this is a pretty good setup. And uh, the way it happens is there's this girl, and she's having sex with a guy. Don't hang up the call yet, alright? Just, it's part of the movie. It's not real. And she starts squirting, but from her mouth. And uh, she, apparently uh, they're, they're talking, and the guy says, he comes to the room, yeah, she's uh, puking all over the place, what's going on? And he says, I just slipped her the pills you gave me. That was an immediate pause of the movie. Carefully look over at Michelle and be like, you sure you want to stick around for this? I can just finish this later. We can... Okay, I'll keep going. Um, anyway, so what happens, the basic premise of the movie is uh, that guy that they're pranking uh, cheated on this girl. And when you cheat on one Theta, you cheat on every Theta. I did not know that's how it works. Uh and they're getting it back by making it <laughs> by making him think that he date raped her. He goes right into the Rohypnol gambit 
and uh, yeah, they're just like, "Hey, buddy, take these pills and give them to this girl that you cheated on." Yeah, and he's like, in oh, okay. our sorority, we think this is a good idea. It will be funny, haha. And uh, so she's passed out. This is quotation marks, you know. And they put her into a van. Oh, we got to get her to the hospital. Oh no, she's passed out. She's going to die. There's one way you can make this okay. And he kind of cuts them short by driving a tire iron into her face. Or throat, or something, or chest. It's, like, fucking, it's her chest. It's her chest. The, yeah, they just, yeah, because they they fucking tell him that <laughs> that they need something to weigh her down, and they throw her down this old well, and all have nice time <laughs> because the air in her lungs is gonna make her float. So he's like, oh nope, that's not gonna happen, and pokes a hole in her lungs. Oh, that was just a prank. Oh, that's what he that's was doing. That's literally the reason. I, yes, because he I, was poking a hole in her lungs so she'd sink. I thought that his line of thinking. Michelle and I were kind of talking at this point. Uh, I thought that what he was trying to do was that Mad Max Fury Road thing, where he stabs Furiosa in her lungs to get like the water out of her lungs or something. <laughs> I thought he was like, "No, I can revive her." Joke. <laughs> I just want you to know that I've been wrestling with the thought of you saying, hey, you cheat on one of us, you cheat on all of us, and just thinking of them throwing rocks at the Green Goblin, and it's really, <laughs> really not going well for me. Oh, shit. That's good. The brain fucking sucks, dude. It sucks so Aren't bad. Aren't you glad you stayed awake for this? No! <laughs> Why am I like this? So, we need to talk about the characters. Um... If these characters have names, I have long since forgotten them. Uh, we have Alpha Squad Leader, a.k.a. the Blonde, uh, who is the biggest bitch in any movie I have ever seen, and I kind of love her for it. She is so good at playing that role. Like, she definitely goes over the top, but it's just so funny. She's just constantly on, you know? I, lo I love when a movie tees up like, oh, she's going to get fucking murdered right yeah. yeah that's the thing is like I, I kept thinking you know this movie has subverted my expectations enough if she's the final girl i would laugh really hard uh anyway they also have um there's no real way to say this the asian one which uh is probably what they call her to her face um <laughs> I feel, I feel like it was much worse than that. Yeah, uh, there is... <laughs> that's a good point. Um, there is uh, the kind of frumpy one with uh, red hair, who we immediately pegged as the final girl, and we're uh, one-third right. And uh, Please put some respect on Bruce Willis's daughter, how dare that's you? That's who it was? Yep. Yeah. Oh. Well, you, you couldn't tell from his chin? I was looking for his hairline. Uh, and uh, who else is it? Oh, yes. Our good friend... Chugs. <laughs> I would do anything to protect Chugs. Now, we have to make something clear. When I was watching this movie, I kept thinking... They kept saying the word Chugs. I'm like, who in the hell is Chugs? Is he the frat bro who, like, drugged the girl and then killed her with a tire iron? Is that Chugs? Is it a different... Is it the valedictorian? Is he Chugs? No, Chugs is a girl. A very slender little girl who goes by Chugs. And here's where things get really weird... She calls herself Chugs. That's her answering message. Hey, you've reached Chugs. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, not to get too what? far ahead, Chugs gets killed. And they say, no, Chugs is dead. I'm like, can we please put some respect <laughs> on the dead's name? Stop calling her Chugs. <laughs> Here lies Chugs. <laughs> Whom am I to tell someone what they should be called? 
If she wants to be Chugs, let her be Chugs, Chris. <laughs> the realization while going through IMDb and realizing that, oh, Chugs, the character whose sole trait is, I get really drunk and just let freshmen fuck me, was the goth girlfriend on Even Stevens, who, as a child, uh, put me on some dark paths. That <laughs> <laughs> was a lot to drink in. It was a lot of like, oh, well, I just gotta pause this for a minute and just <clears throat> pace around the room for a bit. So one of the things that would ordinarily be a major flaw in a movie to me and is a major flaw in a lot of movies that not really a whole lot of people talk about but it's a real thing is female characters written by male writers. Now John Carpenter was always good at avoiding this because he usually get his wife to write the female characters. Uh, a lot of other movies will just do the simple thing and just hire a female writer to write the female characters because men are not typically good at writing female characters you think elizabeth banks was available for this one uh so here's the thing all the characters in this movie kind of talk like they're in a sorority not in a fraternity and i kind of love it because what they're doing the entire movie is just busting balls that they don't have it's so obviously written by men but it works in here because they're supposed to be portrayed as unlikable characters. They're just calling each other bitches and fat and what, just straight up saying, I like how ethnic you are because it makes me multicultural. <laughs> uh, like, even when they're dead, the, the blonde one is still saying, oh, she was so fat she couldn't even fit down Chekhov's dumbwaiter. Which we'll get back to, obviously. Chekhov's <laughs> like dumbwaiter. If someone puts a script across my desk like, hey, it's a slasher, it's super bad, but they're all women and they get murdered, it's like, Okay, well, hang on a second. Let me flip through this real quick. <laughs> let, me see, let me see what you got here. Same, but if you put a, uh, a movie script across my desk and it has a dumbwaiter in it, I'm like, it's already an episode. Oh, yeah, Just, it's already an yeah, We already know. <laughs> did I ask in this podcast whether dumbwaiters were actually a thing? Yes, you did. You Hollywood? did ask that. <laughs> I'm still not positive, to be honest with I, you. What would you use? I initially, way. I initially brushed it off. I was like, you know, you could tell me either one. I'd be like, yeah, I knew it. Well, it can't just be <laughs> something that they made up for ye oldie timey movies. <laughs> Couldn't it, though? <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, like I said, pretty good setup. They, uh, they fake kill their friend, which leads to accidentally real killing their friend. And now we have to take this secret to our graves. A skull above all... I mean, uh, sorority and fraternity and... Uh, Apes together strong. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That was actually way better than I had. Oh, I wasn't ready for that. Um, anyway, I have to admit, right after she gets stabbed, this is a good indication of how unlikable these characters are. They move on pretty quick. They're not just they're like over. upset that their sister, quotation marks, is dead. They're just like, okay, now what do we do? They, they are immediately in crisis management mode instead of grieving mode. So uh, that I, I like it. I think that's part of the point. I, I really liked it. Uh, I kind of like the lead blonde. Again, Alpha Squad leader. She's, she's turning death into a... She's like immediately... She's formulating, okay, we're going to hide this. We're going to put the body down the well. Okay, guess the, get the air out of her lungs otherwise she'll float. And we got to clean off the blood on the car and all this other stuff. You don't tell, you don't tell, you don't tell. She's turning death into a fighting chance. Just like brave Captain Kirk. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we need to cancel this fucking show. Good performances in this scene. The 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 guy who killed her, like this is his scene. 
very big Paul Walker in the skulls energy of just, oh god, someone's gonna find her! Oh, why does she floats? Oh, fuck! Oh god! Oh, god! And he just fucking stabs her! What if I have to shoot my dad with a dueling pistol? <laughs> okay, so, uh... Who took my book? Oh, fuck! Oh, god! Anyway, the sisterhood of the traveling pants over here graduates, um, and one of them is giving a speech where they talk about, uh, the like the the words of their sorority they're most important to them i guess it's liberty egalite solidarity secrecy is one of the words why the fuck <laughs> would you join a sorority where secrecy is one of their main words is this the Skull female skulls yes 100% <laughs> they're going to be editors for Martha for Martha what's the Martha Stewart's magazine <laughs> Oh, yes, our den mother, Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're just sticking to the to the den mother thing. Um, it has a nice mouthfeel. I like it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, now more murders start happening. Uh, Chugs walks into oh the... Oh, uh, Chugs. She, she's just in, I guess, the house for the psychology professor, and he's uh, handcuffed to the bed. But the keys are, like, right over there. He can just reach... It's right there, dude. <laughs> he he oh, does yeah. later, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the killer comes in, he's like, oh, shit. He just leans slightly. That's the thing. He's like, oh, one of my appointments ended a little bit late. Uh, would you like you to know be what? put here? I bet that guy fucking handcuffed himself. Yeah, yeah. Just the greasiest fucking smile towards her. And she's just like, oh, whatever. And she goes to the bathroom. Fake out kill. I really thought the killer was going to be behind her when she closed the bathroom mirror. Nothing. So, uh, I gotta admit, pretty creative kill on Chugs. <laughs> that was real fucking good. It is. <laughs> like, this movie, like, it has a pretty good story. Like, that's a good premise. And then they have their speech, and then they all get the text at the same time with the picture of the murder weapon. And then this scene happens. It's like, oh, fuck, this... Is this a good movie and no one told right? me? Right? Yeah, it's like surprisingly yep. pretty good. Um, that bottle kill is fucking brutal. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I don't know if a glass has that kind of structural integrity, but I'm not going to think too hard about it. Um, anyway, I guess they had like their graduation and... Uh, oh, yeah, they meet uh, the sister of the girl who got killed. Who's the name of the only one that I remembered, <laughs> Meg. She comes in there and... I, fuck, I died at this. Because like, our main character sees her and faints... And they get her in the next room, and the blanche walks and goes, Who faints anymore? With such anger in her voice. I gotta admit, people it's don't faint like read. that anymore. Straight up, like, back of the she, hand to the head. She doesn't, Oh, my stars! And she's just like, What the fuck is wrong with you? Who faints? What are you, stupid? She has a sister, dumbass. The blonde is incredible. They're all down in that kitchen in there, and uh, Carrie Fisher comes in, and then you see why Carrie Fisher is their dead mother. All that liquor. No wonder she's oh, in that my. house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Carrie Fisher is not driving home that I, I thought it was really, really funny how uh, they're all in there. That little 18-year-old girl was like, yeah, so just let you know, I'm going to rush that Fred the entire time. I have to think that they're like, yeah, whatever, bye. Maybe we'll let you in. Maybe if your sister had lived, we would have let you in. You're not a legacy anymore. Um, that's, a, that's a downside about being in a frat or a sorority. You have to care about words like big or little or... Uh, legacy. You have to go to these stupid meetings and shit like that. It's not worth it unless you're a skull. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, but like, imagine if a... you were a skull, though. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Like, there's a house, there's a big old party scene because it's their last day. 
I'm only bringing it up because, like, the guy that's hitting on the Asian lady, his popped collar <laughs> is so front and center <laughs> the entire time. It's just a nice reminder. Of, man, 2009 is such a simpler I felt time. Seen. Uh, I'm glad that you guys uh, <laughs> it, enjoyed my performance. <laughs> like, I, I think that to to circle back to something Chris said earlier about uh, how the characters, like, they don't feel like they're girls, but they feel like they're in a sorority. Like, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I think part of the reason for that is because every dude that's in this movie is just such a fucking douche. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you can't help but think, like, oh, these are the normal people by comparison. Yeah, this is definitely not a pro-man movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> every guy in this movie sucks so much in the funniest yeah, way. Yeah, that guy at the party won't stop, like, trying to hit on, uh... The Asian one, and uh, did you <laughs> did you also write his name down as Nescas? <laughs> yes, well of course I did. <laughs> Again, a reference for three people. But uh, I love that every dude in this movie looks the exact same. They're all he can't get he can't stop getting shot down. You know, he is just daggering her in that living room. It's very unfortunate. It's, for it's her. awful. He he tries to convince two girls to to flash him so he'll give them the drug from the faculty. It's really embarrassing. Uh, but, Parker, you didn't mention what kind of party. You said it was a house party, but you didn't I'm say sorry. what kind of party it was. Oh, my God. You know, the, the, remember the bubble path? Buddy. It was a foam party with the money we doesn't have. <laughs> we doesn't have. <laughs> We're shopping. <laughs> to this day, that sends a chill down my spine. I forgot about that line. Like, like it it's so inoffensive. Like, a decade later, that's nothing. It's just such a guttural reaction that just, like, sends an initial chill. Like, oh. oh. <laughs> They're all wearing stuff that you wear to cons. Like those, like, oh. fucking gloves that go up to your elbows. <laughs> The worst skills. is like when you finally get the courage to get all the way in, and then a third one walks in. You're like, "What the <laughs> fuck? No, I just got used to the two. You can't do there this." There is to so me. much squeeing in that video. The subtitles. Oh fuck! Oh, no, that, we that can't, too. We can't Next week's episode. No, you're not FLV. So fucking bad that, that for that cashier having to measure out all that phone, they just fucking put it in their apartment and like look at it. God, man, speaking of 2009... Can you, can you imagine rushing the Thetas? <laughs> those, those people, those people trying to get into the Thetas? <laughs> I, I'm gonna imagine it all night, actually. Yeah, I guess. So... I'm pretty excited about it. There is another kill, uh, going on upstairs in, I guess, the nearby Haunted Mansion? <laughs> yeah, the Dude, fuck? the, this fucking, this is like... I know this is a thing in movies where, like, the inside of a house is just way bigger than the outside, but Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, exactly. It looks like the house from Fight Club. <laughs> it's the most Scooby-Doo-ass mansion I have ever seen Brad in a Pitt's fucking riding movie. a bicycle around the foyer going, hey, bud, what you reading? It's <laughs> my favorite part of that movie. So, uh, anyway, uh, one of the guys, one of the douchey guys who just strikes out with every woman he's ever met is upstairs and he gets attacked by the killer who has access to a plethora, a veritable plethora of creative tire irons with a bunch of knives on the end. If you know a blacksmith, you can get your hands on anything. And he gets dumped into Chekhov's dumbwaiter. 
Hey, let, let's be clear. He gets he gets stuck in the dumbwaiter like it's a fucking Pornhub video. <laughs> and then the fucking killer throws the tire iron like a ninja star so the knife part hits him through the wall in the neck. <laughs> it's such a great thing because, like, it's the stupidest weapon ever. But also... It is it's incredibly so cool. cool. <laughs> I like the tire iron. Like, oh, this is how you killed her. So I put knives on it. Like, it's so stupid, but I love. I it like so the much. idea of someone like Sophia to call, looking at it, and be like, obviously, it's a uh, you know represents a male phallic image or something. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Get uh, the, yes. the phallic <laughs> penetration <laughs> of the tire iron. <laughs> My fucking helicopter blade cock. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some guys can do the helicopter. Anyway. Um, then there's a shower kill. Must be nice. There's uh, some titties in the scene, so I paid attention. Then afterwards, so, uh, we have some other kills. <laughs> uh, Did we already miss the the jacuzzi kill in the bubble bath? No, no, we're oh, not no, there. No, okay. yet. I forgot there was a big there's a big gap between. Yeah, there is reason. a bit of a gap. Um, well, it's it's. I think it's really good. One of the things that I love about this movie is that like the jacuzzi overflows, and you're like, oh fuck, that's gonna come back, and then it doesn't come back for like. 30, 35 minutes, so you have time to forget about yeah, it. Yeah, pretty the much. Same with, like, when they when all the girls leave the party to go back to the well to see if the body's still there, and, like, the fucking one girl picks up the flare gun, and you're like, oh, I hope that comes back. <laughs> of course it does, because it leads to one of my favorite shots of the movie. Uh, she leaves the other girls, and they're like, wait, don't go alone, and she holds it up like she's one of Charlie's angels that says, don't worry, I'll be fine. It's a fucking flare. <laughs> Big shout out to the just a middle movie crawling down a well and just having Theta Pi must die written in blood. That's an immediate <laughs> fist pump. Like, oh fuck it, this movie's really right. Crazy, guys. I Michelle the entire time was really scared it was going to turn into a zombie movie. Oh my she was coming back no. from the dead in a big no. robe, uh, which <laughs> again, I guess the killer is one of the skulls. Who knows? Um, so they they get that. Uh, I think it's a text message that has a video of her death. It's like, oh, it's going. to the video is going to go to the cops. I was like, it's a good thing they said cops and not like YouTube because that video is not going viral in 2009. No one's getting hit in the nuts with a soccer ball. There's no way. Exactly. No one gives a shit. No one's buying foam. Ex- <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> it was just funny that he sent this like fucking video to all these flip phones because that was probably like $18 worth of data, man. That's a good point, right? <laughs> That's all I could think about was like, fuck, man, their phone bills. Yeah. So, uh... Eddie, money they doesn't has. <laughs> Sorry. There was a fake-out kill that I really thought was going to happen. I am over a million on predicting twists in, or even kills in horror movies now. Because I really thought that when they lowered her into the uh, mineshaft that they were going to drop that... First of all, their brilliant idea is to lower Cassidy... I had to look it up on Wikipedia. Into the mineshaft... And then they turn on the headlights of their Jeep and shine those uh, lights onto a shard of mirror down into the mine shaft. I would have never thought of it. Yeah, anyway, they drop Freddy the like out of the mirror and it doesn't kill her. And I was just like, damn it, it was supposed to be right there. Um, then uh, let's go back to the house and the yes. ancient one gets killed with a flare gun to the face. In the fucking bubble bath. Her just going, getting lost in the bubble bath and seeing that flare. It's a real lean forward, like, oh my god, please. Please tell me. And they just find her with that flare in the mouth. Oh my god. Five stars. Yeah, so, uh... 
they go back into the house and they find the boyfriend and Professor McGonagall. I mean, uh, Carrie Fisher. And uh, they... Oh, this is also... Here's an interesting one for you, which is just a weird sequence to have at this point in the movie. Megan's little sister is sleeping with uh, Alpha Leader's boyfriend, and she's just doing that right there in front of him, and that's like a subplot that we now have to contend with. <laughs> Wait, well now maybe she's the killer because she's mad at her. It's like, man, I don't... You can't just introduce her secret sister... Like, also, I'm fucking your boyfriend. Also, your friends are being murdered violently. Yeah, at this point, they admit, okay, look, I had nothing to do with Megan's murder, and Carrie Fisher's like, I didn't know that she got murdered. And and she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, she really spills the beans on that one. <laughs> she just shows up with her fucking shotgun. It's like, I know. It's like, oh, we're so sorry. We didn't mean to kill her. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? I just meant I know about the party. <laughs> yeah, this is why did you good. bring a shotgun to this house party? <laughs> This is actually pretty interesting because uh, Carrie Fisher goes down into the into the kitchen like it's a fucking Resident Evil movie, and just starts <laughs> making a mess of all the pots and pans with her little old shotgun. Uh, anyway, she's not very good with the shotgun because she gets killed with a tire iron. Do you, Do you think Carrie Fisher took this role just to have a chance to fire a shotgun a bunch on screen? I guess it was kind of like the Lily and Jish thing in uh, Night of the Hunter. What a good movie! It's like I don't, I don't need the money. I can't believe I just compared this to Night of the Hunter. <laughs> I know this is way better. So anyway, they don't have access to their cell phones. I have love and chugs written on my knuckles, Chris. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> what is wrong with you? What's wrong with me? Uh, it sucks, dude. It sucks so bad. <laughs> anyway, uh... you put a gun to my head. I couldn't do long division, but that happens. It's fucking terrible, man. So the the killer throws a Molotov cocktail and sets the house on fire. So we got a burning house, which is uh, making things kind of complicated here. Um, then, okay, I kind of like this scene. They run into Kyle. Kyle, he's the I think he's the valedictorian. Maybe I don't remember. Dude, I don't know who it's, the fuck. It's him. Oh, no, no, Andy is I, well, the he's the I, one. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell the difference between the senator's kid and the valedictorian until one of them was the main character in Crywolf. So if you, <laughs> so you remember when they got lowered into the well that her body wasn't there. <gasps> so they find the body, that decomposing corpse, in uh, the shower, and Alpha Leader just says about her, it's just like, you know, she looks better than usual. Just she's always on. She just can't turn off that switch. She would be like the president someday if this movie ended differently. Right? She would. She'd, she'd be leading the skulls. Scratch and claw. Oh my She's gosh, a Hillary Clinton of this group. So, uh, for some reason, the <laughs> Kyle, the boyfriend, the not killer, is wearing the same cloak as the killer. <laughs> of all the fake there outs, are multiple, that seems the laziest. <laughs> there are multiple becloaked frat bros in this movie. <laughs> No, Chris, he has a good reason. You see, he was busy fucking Meg. That's why he had a cloak on, because he had to get dressed real quick. Yeah, yeah, no, that's why he didn't have any pants on, because he had to put on a cloak. I forget. Fellas, don't you hate it when you're boning down, and then you hear someone get murdered, so you have to dress like the Phantom of the Opera to investigate a dark hallway of a burning house? Now, now to be fair, though, if he were in the skulls, that is exactly what he'd be wearing. Right. Of course. Should, I mean, that's yeah, standard operating cloaks. procedure. Anyway, he gets killed with an axe. We should, we should absolutely get matching cloaks, yes. you guys. Uh, anyway, Andy <laughs> is revealed as a killer. He's a valedictorian, and he has killed everyone because... Help me out. Just I paused the movie and went to Wikipedia, but 
who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I did not know who this was. Alex, you uh, so here he is. Annie explains that he had hoped for a bright future with Cassidy, but because she was involved with Megan's death, he feared that she would be found out, so he decided to kill everyone who knew about it. <laughs> Makes sense to me. I do like the little details, like, well, I also have to kill the people that they've told about it as an excuse to get the body count up, because, like, realistically, if this is about revenge, why would you go after Chugs' psychiatrist? Like, well, she probably told him about it, so he's going to die, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice excuse to kill extra people. He admitted that. Like, what's that? You just told Carrie Fisher about it? Axe to the face. <laughs> you know. One of my favorite things about it is that he killed one of the guys who he admitted had nothing to do with it. He's like, but that guy was a jerk anyway. <laughs> yeah, that guy fucking deserved it. Yeah, he did. That guy had the bracelets out. He was getting them in the tent. He's like, you know what? Let me just take five seconds. Fuck this guy. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, he's like, oh, Ellie is the one who told me. Uh, Michelle asked me, which one's Ellie? I was like, I don't know. Uh, the white one. So uh, they, uh, <laughs> she's like, okay, we have to kill Ellie. And, and he leaves it, and she's like, don't worry, let me do it. You go out and start the car, babe. And she finds Ellie and remembers a sister above all, even a skull. And unfortunately, Andy hears this, and it's like, no, now I have to kill you both. Way to, way to, way to harsh my buzz. So uh, they have to fight him in a burning house. Which is uh, neat, and then we have a really long struggle with bolt with a tire iron on, I guess, a rope or a chain or something. So he's kind of like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, but with a tire iron. <laughs> Goddamn right he was. <laughs> that was uh, pretty good. Anyway, unfortunately, Ellie appears and shoots him with a shotgun, and he falls into. What I remember what I said about Urban Legend had the most like over the top death. <laughs> then this guy just falls like <laughs> Zack Snyder Superman style into the burning first story. <laughs> <He really does. laughs> Cue up the Leonard Cohen dicks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they just sort of uh, walk away from the sorority house, uh, ready or not style. Man, if I had <laughs> any wrong. video editing skills, you just make a montage of fucking shitty slasher kills set to Hallelujah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Oh my god. Okay, I would get yourself. hundreds of YouTube views. <laughs> anyway, uh, then the movie ends. Oh, wait, no. 15 months later, the sorority house is being reopened. Hey, I heard you guys had a pretty rough year. <laughs> <laughs> who who asked for this? Who wants I mean, to be I would, in that I would watch. Tw- I would watch 20 of these sequels, but also... Who asked for this ending scene? Yeah, the, okay, so this is really funny. A man comes into view and the camera reveals scars on his wrist, implying that Garrett is still alive. I had to look up who that was. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't remember any hand scars. Michelle legitimately remember... asked, who was that? <laughs> it could be anyone. Well, he had the idea is that he, he slashed his wrist. He was at the, the site. He also fucking burned to death. What are no, we he's a different. About? he's a different guy. He's the one who was at the... No, he's the one that killed the girl at the beginning. Yeah. So what the fuck? Yeah. So Parker, remember when they go <laughs> back sucks. to the uh, to the murder site? He's there, and he kind of like surprises oh. them. And and I remember Michelle jumped out of her socks, and he slashed his wrist because he's going insane because oh man, I killed her, and uh, he feels bad about it, so he cut his wrist. That's who that was. At the I end. didn't even bother. I looked it up and saw the name and went, yeah, I don't know who that is. Just, and just like, closed the tab. <laughs> for all the threads in this movie, they're weaved together, I think, like, incredibly well. Like, when they're just fucking bickering about thinking that the girl from the beginning is actually alive and coming back to haunt them, and her sister is there, like, wait, my sister's alive? We gotta go get her. And it's just like, 
I love the little scenes like that where it's like they know how ridiculous this is and also the other characters that are in the movie are like cognizant of how ridiculous everything going on is. It just it does a lot for me in a movie like this. You know, one of the so I cop- Sorry, good. Good. No, you're good. So many movies they just fucking play that straight and be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, we got to go check." And then they go check. Right. And it's like uh, there's at least a little bit of nuance here. I don't know. I worked. For I, yeah, it definitely feels like it actually worked. Like I, I don't know what else I would close on besides the fact that, uh, yeah, I don't like the characters, but I'm not supposed to like them, and they're not hateable in such a way that makes me grind my teeth. They're not like the characters in Knock Knock or anything. These are characters. Who's there? That's the tea, sis.